Hello, hello. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of MSP Success Spotlight. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as you know, this here is the show where we bring on extraordinary MSPs to really peel back the curtain. We're diving in for some industry insights. We, of course, want to learn some of the, uh, you know, really those differentiating factors that separate these MSPs from the rest of the pack, and boy, do we have a good one today for you. Today, we're going to be joined by Mr. Rodney Royer, the president and CEO of Lilab Technology Solutions. They're based out of central Pennsylvania, and they have a massive focus on really cybersecurity, cybercrime and the prevention efforts that need to go into this. Uh, before we bring Rodney out to get our conversation rolling today, there's a few notes I do want to share about him because Rodney is well-versed in this space, a very accredited individual, and we'd love to you know, share some of that with you. Rodney is going to be featured in the fall 2021 edition of MSP Success Magazine, so be sure to keep an eye out for that. But also, Rodney's in the midst of writing a book on cybersecurity that's going to be titled Layering Cybersecurity, Guarding Your Business from Cyber Attacks. And that's going to be published in early early 2022. So if you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to be on the lookout for that. A lot of great information that's going to be coming from Rodney and his team over at Lilab through that book and of course, today's conversation. So to get the conversation rolling, let's go ahead and bring on Rodney and uh, and dive into this thing. Hey, Rodney, how are you doing this morning? Good to see you. Good to see you too, Ryan. Thanks for uh, having me on your show. Hey, we are happy to have you. Uh, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to be with us because um, I know it's, you know, you're a busy man you're doing a lot these days. Um, so, Rodney, I think a good spot for us to get started. I know I just mentioned you guys have a heavy focus in cybersecurity. Your company, Lilab Technology Solutions, they're based out of Central PA. Uh, I'd like to like zoom out a little bit at first to get our conversation rolling. Could you tell me just a little bit about yourself, your family, your life, you know, as a whole? Yeah, I would be uh, willing to do that. Um, so I've been married for 22 years um, with my wife, and she's awesome. And I'm excited to uh, continue to see more and more years added to that. Uh, I also have three kids, uh, wonderful kids. Um, I'm in that uh, sort of starting the empty nesting phase. Um, our youngest is a sophomore in high school. So uh, looking forward to what the next chapter holds for us, uh, but enjoying life where we're at. Uh, we also have a dog uh, named Sibo, uh, which... Uh, it's spelled C-I-B-O, and if you looked it up a little bit, uh, it's Italian, and if you translate it, it means food, which we didn't know at the time, but we thought it was a cool <laughs> name. And um, we're like, hey, food, he eats a lot. Well, he does, and he eats almost anything, so it actually is a great name for our dog. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. We have a great family, enjoy, have a lot of energy and everything. Roddy, what, what do you like to do in your free time when you're not uh, you know, wheeling and dealing over at Lilab? Well, you know, uh, I really enjoy going scuba diving. Uh, I got into oh, it a couple cool. years ago, and uh, I've been down to the Caribbean a couple times. Uh, really enjoy just being in the water. I've always loved the water. And, uh, yeah, just being around the fish, turtles I've been around. We uh, got to see some uh, seahorses one time when we were out. I've done some night uh, diving as well uh, with my son. And uh, really enjoyable really enjoy that. Yeah. Very cool. What awesome hobby. Uh, you know, I've, I've haven't, I personally have not had the chance to scuba dive. I've gone snorkeling before such a cool experience though to, to get underwater. It so is. really cool. Um, well, Hey, I'd love to kind of zoom in a little bit now, get into the, really the nitty gritty of your work in cybersecurity and it solutions. How did you become really a computer consultant? Where did that world begin for you? What led you down this path of, of being a business owner in this space? Yeah. You know, um, our paths do not go from A to B. There's uh, all sorts of ways to get from where you are, uh, where you came from. And, and for me, I was fortunate enough, my dad was a teacher. And um, with him being in the teacher teaching field, 
he was able to bring computers home over the summer and he kind of was in you know in the 80s when they weren't as popular as they are today um, he had to learn what they were like so he could be able to teach on them and, and use them in the classroom and i was fortunate enough to be able to experience that at home um, actually dabble with understanding how computers worked how things plugged in how to get programs uh, running and those sorts of things way back in the day and uh, that's really where my love for computers started, uh, just spending time with my dad and being able to just learn how to fix things. Sure, sure. So did you end up then pursuing, you know, taking that passion really and pursue like a, a further degree or higher education in this realm? Yeah, you know, I thought it was a hobby at first. Um, and I actually went to college for a math degree and uh, found out that I wasn't as good at math that I thought I was and uh, fell back on technology. And I actually have a bachelor's in information systems from Penn State. Uh, and uh, I, uh, you know, that has really taken me to the next level of understanding how technology works. And uh, through that, uh, my first job was actually a contract job. And uh, that contract job didn't work out. I, I lost um, the uh, extension on that contract right after we had our first child and everything like that. Um, so it was a real eye-opening for me of like, oh, what am I going to do with this degree now? And really what happened is I kind of got a feel for what the industry looks like and where the needs were. And I'm like, I can do this. I think I can do this. Um, so back in 2020, 2001, um, we started the business and started with a car dealership in the area and worked my way up from there. Oh, Rodney, I love that. And one of my favorite questions on this show that I always love to ask our MSPs is, is tell me about some of those early days. Obviously that's daunting. You know, you're jumping into this new world of being a business owner, you know, talk to me about what some of those experiences were like, cause I'm sure, I'm sure it was a little daunting, but I'm sure it was a little exciting at the same time. Yeah. You know, when I started in, in 2001, I was only 24. So, you know, I didn't have the people skills that I have today. Um, I didn't even know where to really connect with businesses at the time. And uh, it, it was challenging. You know, there were a lot of fears, a lot of things that I needed to overcome and insecurities that I needed to work through that, um, you know, had to build relationships with people, which, you know, most people in the technology field are not super social, um, are a little more introverted. So getting out there and being able to sell yourself and tell people about what you do and why they need your services uh, is daunting, is, is challenging. Um, but the community that I'm in is great. Uh, I'm here at Levin in Pennsylvania, and uh, there's a lot of people here that are supportive and a lot of um, businesses that want to see other small businesses uh, succeed in what they do. I love that. You know, we talk to a lot of MSPs on this show that really do focus on the small businesses and supporting them because, you know, there's this this idea that smaller businesses feel like they don't have the resources or the revenue to be able to, you know, afford cybersecurity, you know, uh, systems and, and, and strategies and to be able to really work with an MSP to help them on that front. But, you know, it couldn't be further from the truth, there really are companies like yourselves, you know, like Lilab that works with these kinds of businesses. So I'd love to get into the weeds now of what you guys do at Lilab. So you got, you've been in business for over 20 years. Talk to me about what these last 20 years have looked like, what you guys have been doing, you know, how you've separated yourself from the rest of the pack. You know, talk to me about Lilab these last 20 years. Sure. Yeah. So over the last 20 years, you know, technology has changed so much. Um, and you know, one of the biggest things that I look at as far as technology goes and being able to support customers is the remote, remote access aspect of things. You know, we used to have to drive to customers and do different things right. like that. 
Um, and, and now you can do it from your office or do it from your home or do it from an airport or wherever to support customers. Um, but that comes with the trade-off. Um, if we can get into systems, so can um, the bad guys. Um, so that's one of those things where as uh, technology has accelerated and made life easier for some, it also has made life easier for the cyber criminals as well. Um, but our business as a whole, um, if you didn't look at our website or if somebody didn't look at who we are at this point, um, LiLab actually stands for love you like a brother. Um, so our focus has really been uh, working with other businesses that really want to come along and partner long term. Uh, we have a large majority of our, our customers have uh, been with us for five, 10 plus years. And it's amazing that, uh, again, the, the relationship that we build, the ability that we have to uh, connect with the, the business owners that need our services, that understand the need for technology and, and the support of it. Um, and our customer satisfaction, which we've been tracking for almost three years now, um, shows that. Um, so we have a, a 95% uh, customer satisfaction rating wow. um, and above. Uh, we've had it above that as well. Uh, but we, we focus on making sure that our customers understand how the technology works, understands um, the needs for it, and also understand the security side of it. You know, there's a lot of education that needs to be done out there for the small businesses to, to recognize where the, the bad guys get in, how they get in, how they scam people. Um, all those phishing attacks and all those the terminology that's out there in the world. But there's just so much changing just in the last couple of years uh, when it comes oh, yeah. to this area. Well, yeah, that's really interesting to hear you. First off, I love the, you know, the acronym for LILAB, love you like a brother and how that, you know, matriculates its way down into the, your relationships with clients. I mean, a 95% customer satisfaction rating is incredible. And you had mentioned that a lot of your clients more, you know, are five, 10 plus years. Uh, that, that doesn't happen overnight. Clearly, you know, these are yeah. great relationships that you've established since day one and, and helped carry them forward. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, you had mentioned education efforts and, and that's a big topic that we hit on this show because education, you know, while a company's employees can be their biggest asset, sometimes companies, employees can also be their biggest risk. And when it comes to cybersecurity, so talk with me about your education process that you guys go through with some of your clients to, to educate, to bring those, you know, that company's employees up to speed on the risks that are involved and just walk me through what some of those efforts look like. Yeah. So we have a couple different uh, ways we do that. Uh, first of all, we start in-house. So we make sure that our employees have the training um, because we have to understand the tools that we're offering to customers, but we also need to be trained as well. Uh, as we bring in new people, um, one of the things that we focus on as well um, is working with the community to the point where we actually are currently working with the Lebanon County Career and Technology Center, uh, which is a high school organization, maybe your different areas around the world or in the country know about it, but uh, basically it's the high schools where the kids are going into um, a trade of some sort, one of those being technology, it could be nursing, it could be a mechanics, it could be whatever. And uh, we start our education there. We're working with them, bringing in interns, um, we then in turn uh, work and do workshops with the Chamber of Commerce on an annual basis where we're educating the chamber members, we're educating our existing customers that we invite to that um, to learn about what's new, what to be aware of, uh, what are the new attacks that are going on. Um, and then we also um, have actual tools that we use with existing customers where they are doing uh, monthly to quarterly uh, online training to recognize 
how to interact with the internet well, how to have good policies, mm-hmm. password policies, how to make sure that um, when they uh, transfer things across the internet, they're, they're doing it securely, those sorts of things that um, are really important and vital that, you know, sometimes we take things into um make assumptions about things where, you know, I want to just email something or I want to just translate uh, something over to somebody, you know, back in the day, people would email credit cards that email, you know, social security numbers, things like that. We know today that that's a bad thing to do, but there's definitely other things on the internet that look, Hey, that's okay to do. I mean, it looks secure um, or this link looks okay. Or I get an email that says, Hey, you got a $25 gift card from Walmart because you've been a great employee and you click on it and realize, oh, that really didn't come from management. I probably shouldn't have clicked on that and I probably shouldn't have put in my username and password that I have. So, you know, those sorts of things where we're educating practical uh, use of technology in the office and how to uh, be aware from a cyber um, security perspective. Roger that, love to hear that because man, are those education you know, efforts so important these days. But one thing that I understand also about your company being in business for over 20 years, Rodney, is that uh, you guys have some partnerships, you know, working with, uh, you know, Microsoft certified partner, as well as a, a few distinguishments. Could you talk about those partnerships and, and uh, you know, how they help position your company for success? Oh, yeah. Um, so we've been a partner with Microsoft for over 15 years. Um, we've been uh, partnered with Dell for probably just as long. And uh, one of the other things that because of cybersecurity and the way it's changing so much, um, there are certifications out there that we are now requiring our own employees to have um, and making sure that they understand and they're being uh, prepared properly. Uh, one of those is a CISSP, which is a Certified Information Systems Security Professional. That's a really hard test, uh, but it really gauges how um, your technicians and even management Um, knows about cybersecurity, knows how things interact, knows where the loopholes are, knows how to um, look at vulnerabilities, uh, penetration tests, those sorts of things. Really a big um, overall um, test and certification that's required for, uh, not required, but it's what we're having our our employees do. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, it's an industry standard certification that really acknowledges that you know what you're doing and you know your stuff. And, and that's really where we're geared towards. We're really trying to make sure that our employees know their stuff so that when they go out to customers and have um, quarterly business reviews or they go out and, and our technicians are just out fixing something, they recognize um, an area of weakness, an area that, that needs uh, some defense for it um, because, you know, the end user just doesn't know any better. Or maybe they're new to the company. They just haven't had the training yet and uh, making sure that everybody's aware of what's going on. Right. I love that. And, and you know what, at the end of the day, well, yes, Rodney, we spoke a, a few minutes ago about just the importance of establishing those productive relationships with clients. Well, I'll tell you what, having these kind of certifications and these distinguishments and partnerships with Microsoft and Dell, boy, do they also help factor into those positive relationships with clients because it shows you are a certified expert on this given topic. Boy, is, is it nice to know that you're going into business with an expert? So that being said, you know, you just spoke to us about your CISSP uh, certification. Since you are really an authority on cybersecurity and cybercrime, what are your thoughts about the current state of cybersecurity and cybercrime? Where do you see this evolving as technology evolves and we kind of move in, uh, you know, later here into the, you know, the next decade, really? Yeah. Um, so as much as technology has changed so much in the last 10 years, um, it is hard to have a crystal ball for the next 10 years. But, you know, there is more and more. Um, shifting to making things secure. 
Um, I just read, I think it was this morning or yesterday, um, an article where the, the government is pushing the SBA to be more diligent about what they're doing with cybersecurity and making sure that the SBA is being um, clear on if there's any um, hacks or any cybercrime going on within their own organization. Um, the, the government's really starting to lead some things on where the small businesses and even medium-sized businesses are needing to go and, and trying to advocate that. So I do appreciate that. I appreciate that um, there are other industries out there, other organizations that are really um, banging the drum and beating the drum out there saying, hey, we need to make sure we're raising our game because you know the small businesses, the ones we serve, they're the ones that are most susceptible. They don't think they are um, because they're small, but you know, there's a large majority of our economy that is based on small businesses. And if you can um, look for an area that has a lot of finances, uh, a lot of ways to gain some sort of uh, financial reward from a hacker's perspective, uh, you're gonna go after it. And unfortunately, the small business is where it's at. And that's part of the reason why we're here to, to help the small businesses to make sure that they're raising their game, they're raising the bar to where, you know, Fortune 500 companies have the money to do it. They have the resources to do it, whereas small businesses don't have that kind of resource. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, and as technology continues to evolve, obviously these these problems, the strategies, the solutions are going to obviously evolve with them. You know, this idea of layered protection we're seeing coming into play. And uh, Rodney, talk to me a little bit about now, you know, if um, – this idea of alleviating the unknown for your clients, because yeah. yes, while the education part is very important for them and their employees, there still is a layer of unknown. They're not CISSP, you know, certified, you know, they don't have these levels of distinguishment. Talk to me about those conversations of helping to alleviate the unknown with your clients. Yeah. You know, um, you hear more and more in the industry that it's not if, but when you get attacked and, um, I hate to be that negative, um, but there is there is an aspect to it. And what they're saying is there's a very high chance that a business or your business is going to get hacked one way or another at some point in time while you're operating your business. And I think the, the value that comes with that is being prepared. Um, you know, some people have disaster recovery plans. You know, if there's a fire or a flood, you've got insurance and you have those sorts of things because um, there's an expectation that if it happens, you want to make sure you're prepared. And the one thing that we're trying to do is prepare our organizations that we're working with to recognize that we want to make sure that if it happens, that you are prepared and you are ready to handle it. Um, we've had multiple customers call us who, where we've had conversations with them. So we, we do what are called quarterly business reviews, where we meet with our customers and talk about these sorts of things, education, planning, technology planning, and so forth. Um, but we have some customers that, that don't um, always... Uh, find those meetings valuable and and don't um, plan those meetings for us or with us. And uh, we get phone calls and uh, those phone calls are typically uh, something just happened and I'm getting this thing on my screen that says you owe me so and so much Bitcoin and this and that and I don't know what to do. And, you know, that's really what it comes down to. There there's so much with small businesses that it's not important until it's important. And this is one of those areas that uh, when it happens, it is highly important to them. And they're fearful. They're, I don't know what to do. Uh, I, I need you to, to come and take a look at this. Uh, we need your organization to give us some uh, pointers on what we need to do. And, and after the fact, I'll tell you, it's a lot harder than trying to prevent it in the beginning. Um, we, uh, we recently worked with a company that uh, got hit. 
Um, they had cyber insurance, which again, we highly recommend any of our mm-hmm. uh, customers to have cyber insurance. And um, we worked with their forensic team. We worked with uh, the situation that happened for them. And they were, were down for quite a few days and it was challenging for them. And, um, you know, it, it stinks, but it is what it is. And uh, we try and do whatever we can to help them uh, get back to where they need to be with solid backups and things like that. Uh, and fortunately, you know, again, their backups were solid. They're, they were good. They, we could restore uh, before the, the hit. And um, we do have other stories, unfortunately, with other customers that, that don't, again, take advice. And um, they're, the backup's completely um, encrypted from ransomware. Um, it's happening. And uh, people aren't talking about it because they don't want to, because they're afraid. They don't want to be the one in the room that said, I'm the one that got hit um, by a hacker. That, no one wants to say that. Mm-hmm. So um, we want to try and minimize those uh, conversations as much as possible in the sense of, Let's stop it. Let's prevent it before it happens. Yeah, a- absolutely. But I gotta, I gotta be honest. I mean, as a, as a, cl- from a, the client's perspective, boy, is it probably nice to just have a trusted professional in your corner, you know, like Lilap, you know, somebody that you can call when that moment happens. I mean, to not have somebody to live in that level of unknown or rather ignorance, really, uh, that you're just setting yourself up for failure in that instance. So, you know, working with a trusted professional, having them in your corner, so, so important these days. So talk to me then, you know, let's piggyback on that comment. Cybersecurity these days, really, Rodney, it's not an option. It's a necessity. Talk to me about how important that sentence really is these days, especially as, you know, you had mentioned with cybersecurity likely being an even more popular topic as we move forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, the reality is, uh, you know, cybersecurity is, again, not an option. It, it is it's necessity. Um, so just like you need to to pay your electric bill, you need to pay a um, gas bill, whatever you might have, that, you know, is a utility. You know, um, cybersecurity prevention and protection is really a necessity. It's It needs to be part of people's budget um, because once you get hit, if you get hit, when you get hit, um, you're going to lose revenue. You're going to be down. You can't do work. You're going to have employees that you're either going to have to lay off for a period of time or pay them without doing any work. Um, you're going to have, again, the, the black eye aspect of things. Uh, if you don't have cyber insurance, that's a bill that you're going to have to pay uh, right out of your own pocket. Uh, if you do have cyber insurance, at least you have some, um, some protection there, or at least some compensation there for business down situations. Um, there, There's just... Such a, it, it impacts everything. You know, look at your job. Is there anything in your job that doesn't require internet connectivity? There's very few things anymore that doesn't require that. Mm-hmm. So the reality is we rely on technology. We rely on the internet. We rely on computers. And they need to be working. If they don't work, you can't run your business. And that's what's super important here to, to, to take away and think about. Like, if, if I get hit, how am I going to handle it? How, how am I going to survive as a business? Because there are businesses that don't survive when they get hit because they don't have somebody to call. They don't have the protections in place. Um, and they just fade off in the darkness and you don't ever hear them again. Yeah. So take the steps now. I mean, if there's anything to take away from our conversation today, take those steps now, establish that relationship with a trusted professional and a company, you know, like yourself, like Lilab. And in that same vein, Rodney, let's say somebody out there is, you know, watching, listening to our conversation today, you know, in regards to cybersecurity, they're thinking about maybe their own business, their friend's business. Maybe they want to reach out to you and your company, start a conversation, uh, maybe even go through some sort of assessment. Uh, Walk me through what that process would look like, what that conversation looks like. 
of course, how somebody should best reach out to you guys. Sure. So um, we have live answer uh, at our office from eight to five Monday through Friday. So your best chance uh, to really get a hold of somebody immediately, if you, especially if you have a need, give us a, our office a call. Um, you can call us at 717-279-8595. And like I said, we have live answer there. Uh, somebody will help you if you're running into a major situation um, or if you're just looking for some uh, some answers to some questions or, or what next steps might be for you. Um, if you want to do it online, you can always go to our website, lilab.net. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast specifically, you can do lilab.net forward slash podcast, and that'll take you to a sign up page that will have uh, somebody reach out to you um, uh, soon after you uh, fill out that form. And we, we would love to talk to you. We'd love to find out where uh, you're at in, the, in your business and, and how we can help you uh, protect yourself and make sure that you are protected. Uh, another one of those things that, you know, a lot of people think they're protected. Um, you know, uh, it, it's been a, I'll say in our industry, we've done a poor job with setting expectations. And that is, you know, you're the IT guy, right? So we're the ones that you get, get called and there's this expectation that everything will just work. Um, or everything's covered or everything is this and everything is that because we're not clear. Um, there's a lot of times we talk to, to potential customers and they think they're protected. And we start asking the questions or we start doing an assessment with them. And they were like, oh, so we're not getting patches regularly uh, installed on our systems or uh, our backups aren't being checked um, or um, we're, there's no training for your, for your employees to, to recognize um, a phishing email or things like that. Um, you know, you ask those questions and they don't have those and they're like, oh, well, well, I have this IT guy that's doing it. Well, they're doing some things, but they may not, may not be doing everything. So that's why the assessment's really important. Even if it's from a third party like ourselves, um, kind of evaluating where you're at and making sure that you feel comfortable with your uh, protection and your cybersecurity stance and where uh, your business is at currently today. We're here to help. Uh, whether you're a future customer or not, we want to make sure that as an industry as a whole, we're helping to raise the bar. We're helping to be there for the small businesses. Rodney, I love that. It's it's so important and, and appreciate you kind of being with us today, peeling back your curtain, you know, giving us some of your industry insights, of course, a little bit of that view into what differentiates yourself and, and really I think what it boils down to. I mean, being in business for over 20 years, it comes down to those relationships, those certifications, yeah. you know, the going the extra mile as a company for not only your clients, but like you just said, the industry as a whole. So Rodney Royer, Pre Royer President and CEO of Lilab Technology Solutions, we so appreciate you taking taking some time out of your day to be with us on the show. All right. Thank you. Alrighty, and hey, one last time, we want to say thank you to the audience, for you guys, for joining us on today's edition of the show. If you liked what you saw, you liked what you heard, as always, we'll ask you to like the show, comment on it, subscribe to it on whatever platform you're checking us out on, and then, of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners that you think would benefit from it. You know, Rodney and his company over at Lilab Technology Solutions, they're doing great things for the greater central Pennsylvania area, a lot of industry insights, a lot of certifications to go with their expertise. A great company indeed. Would highly recommend reaching out to them to get a conversation started. But hey, look, for Rodney Royer, I'm Brian Ruff. We're saying so long today, but we thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of MSP Success Spotlight.